Walking Dead podcast. Welcome to Deadheads podcast. I'm your host Brandon with co-host Tiffany, and we're here to talk about the episode new, four. Yeah, the new Walking Dead episode. What was the title of that episode? And the last Walking Dead episode. Um, the title of that episode was. Let me check. While she's looking that up, um, so interesting. Um, it was it was another boring episode. Last week was boring too. Yeah, called Service. Service. Interesting. So I guess that's the underlying theme. Right, of the entire episode. Service to Negan. Right. Right. Yeah, another boring episode from The Walking Dead. <laughs> I don't know if that's what listeners want to hear if they're tuning into a Walking Dead podcast, but that's, that's our true feelings. Yeah, that's our, our honest feelings. And I think even people who really love The Walking Dead right. kind of feel the same way. Uh, I've heard a lot of fans, a lot of conflicting Yeah, and you do love that, Walking Dead. Yeah, I really like it. it. I think my mom really likes it also, and I remember she just called me for the second episode, and she was like, yeah, that was really boring. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, we've read some reviews yes. to try to get some other opinions. Um, they were pretty critical. Most reviews are. I think Most it was it was are. good, kind of spot on. Yeah. <clears throat> the one thing that I that I once read that really sticks with me now is how um, the Walking Dead manages to take a five-minute storyline and turn it into, like, 45 minutes. Right. Or or could have compressed two episodes into one episode. Yeah. I mean, even three episodes. The last three episodes... Sure. You could have just weaved them in together and kind sure. of... Sure. I mean, yeah, maybe three, three into two. Uh, yeah. I want to say three into one. Yeah. But definitely there's some compression that yeah, could benefit they, the series. They've really been just drawing out and this is a constant line. complaint. It is a constant complaint. They, they continue to do this. And and really, I mean, they're making so much money. Mm-hmm. Their viewership is, to my knowledge, not declining. <laughs> so there's no incentive for that. I mean, there's an, a sense of artistic integrity one can have and just general integrity. Like, I want to produce the best uh, quality show possible. I want to produce art, and I want to produce art of the highest caliber. Right. But, I mean, millions of dollars is millions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that that's enough to... <laughs> They're making a boatload of money. Oh, certainly. I, I'm sure they really want to draw this out into just several more seasons. And right. I mean, why... Yeah, that's the thing. If you're making all this money, why, like, overhaul the writing and get, like, really brilliant writers, like... The type of writers that are writing for Westworld mm-hmm. or, or Game, of Thrones, Game of Thrones, something like that. I mean, granted, Game of Thrones has a lot of very, like pretty well-written original content or mm-hmm. original source right, to right. draw from. But anyway, so why do that when you can just draw, draw things out? You've already have this, this diluted this audience captured. Why? I mean, <laughs> take away from at that. its at its peak, it's like twenty million uh, viewers for an episode. Really? Yeah, I think I like, for the more. finale. No, I don't believe so. Oh, for for uh, immediate view. Oh, I maybe see. including yeah, DVR yeah. numbers. Uh, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like everyone's tuning in. I'm sure lots of people tuned in for this season one. I mean this. Episode one mm-hmm. for this season. 
But it's just really declined. Even it's I, just, I don't think it's really declined. Like I've said this before. I mean, um, I agree. Obviously, we both agree that the quality is not uh, what it can be. Mm-hmm. But it's been this bad before, as early as season one, season two. Like it's it's been this bad before. Maybe not consecutively for four episodes. Right. Right. Or for for a whole season, but that's I mean, the thing with. Walking Dead. It's not consistent quality. Yeah, and that's and that's also I've said it before. I feel like the show's really good to binge watch, but watching it week after week, sure, because a little you can brutal. Skip yeah, you episodes. just kind of you skip boring episodes. You can fast forward a little, and it doesn't. You're not you waiting for. Yeah, you can tune out while some boring monologue is happening. Yeah, and and, and still have the the action of of oh, this was the episode that you know right. That was supposed to have meaning this season or something. Right, totally. But yeah. yeah. So let's get a little bit specific about the episode. Mm-hmm. So what? What even happened? It's <laughs> basically they came to Alexandria. The saviors came. So they came a few days early. Um, the whole episode was just them kind of terrorizing and bullying. Yeah, just bullying, bullying just letting it be known that they're they're gonna be there for a while. They're gonna be expecting them to deliver interesting, as Negan says, <laughs> interesting <laughs> items. What does that even mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking that the whole time, I wasn't really in fear for Rick's group. I, I had no fear that the saviors would, you know, kill one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they... They were kind of holding Olivia hostage for the guns, but oh, we don't yeah. care about Olivia. And it, it really didn't seem like... I didn't get the, that there was a sense of danger. That dread. Yeah, the, the dread from the season finale. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. That was yeah. great. It was excellent. And well done to them. Um, but this, this episode was kind of... Um, there's no... We obviously have no connection to Olivia. And... Like, who cares? I honestly wouldn't even have cared if they'd killed her. Um, I mean, yeah. But but I also recognize, I read in, in some review, mm-hmm. um, it is, some might say, it's refreshing to see a character that's not just this main group of seven people. Right. Like, I mean, this is Alexandria. Yeah. It's not... It's not just Rick's group of seven. Right, people. right. I mean, there's a part of Alexandria is another what, like fifteen people who were oh, there before. Yeah, who, who were there before Rick even got there? And we really haven't seen them, but they're always wandering around. I don't know. It's like the, with Alexandria, the season where Alexandria was introduced. Mm-hmm. The the big thing was Rick's group was saying, you guys are so, you're weak, you're oh, so yeah. weak, and you're going to get crushed, you know, and there was like, there was also the, uh, the thing in the, in the back pocket that was like, and we might be the ones to crush you, that was so right, cool, right. like, what is it now, like, there's nothing, oh, we're just think, like, yeah, with Alexandria's group, now it's, all right, so this is Rick's compound, and, uh, pretty much everyone who's living in it is just living there because of Rick, it's, well, I know that now Alexandria is, Rick Rick is like the governor of Alexandria. But I'm saying this season, I mean, I don't, like, what is it? It's just, it's kind of just like, okay, so they're kind of like under the saviors. And Negan actually does seem like 
a relatively reasonable kind of guy for somebody that could somebody who could kill every one of those people and like yeah. torture them he sounds like relatively reasonable I mean I mean he wants them to provide for him yeah right but I mean he's not I mean he just takes their mattresses I mean it's not, not that big of a deal I mean he said he's next guns. time he's gonna take their food so they better hurry up and get food sure but ultimately this is not that bad and I don't feel a sense of dread and I mean so let's think of it this way the kingdom seems to be doing just fine even though Negan also takes a portion of their, um, whatever they make, their inventory. Yeah. You know, maybe Rick's group can be like that eventually. And then I see Negan as being right, kind of reasonable. He, he doesn't have to go on these trips mm-hmm. to remind everyone that, that they owe him or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what you're getting at, right? No, I, I'm saying, oh. I'm saying there, there was a tension that was always in the back of my mind in the Alexandria season mm-hmm. where there was like the possibility of an uprising like Rick or somebody, some group coming and just crushing all the Alexandrians or even Rick's group doing that. Um, mm-hmm. And that was interesting. That was really cool. I, I like that tension. And now I just don't really feel that tension. It's like, yeah, some people aren't happy with the current way things are going. Like, is it Spencer? Spencer is mm-hmm. like, oh, this guy, Rick, got us into all this. Yeah. But uh, I don't see tension building. You know, I think, actually, I yeah, I guess you're right. I don't really know what... They're, they're pretty defeated at this point, and we just... Yeah, it seems like they can just do this forever, and it's not that bad. Well, like, what why I do think, things need to change, even? I think that either this whole season finale or for the mid-season finale... This is just my my right now prediction. Yeah. Is that by that in the next like what four episodes, three episodes, mm-hmm. Rick's group is going to like talk to the hilltop or eventually make contact with the kingdom, and then we'll kind of see a plot form there for the season. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, I think that the kingdom and Rick's group will converge. Um, before the mid-season finale, or in it, but I think it'll be, like, right at the end. Yeah, exactly. They won't elaborate on it at all. For another month, and then they'll continue. Is it just a month? That's it? I think it's, like, a month and a half, yeah. Also, aren't we almost to the mid-season finale? Mm, This episode four, usually there's, like, 13 episodes in a whole season, so yeah. 13? I mean... (laughs) Actually, let's see. Let's see how many episodes will be in the season. There's a there's a lot of production stuff that has to be done, like the the makeup. But I mean, these these shows like uh, Parks and Rec mm-hmm. and Thirty Rock. I mean, they're pumping out twenty twenty two high quality, well written episodes a year or a season. Yeah. I mean, that's admirable. Thirteen. Yeah, it's forty five <laughs> minutes, but it's all filler. Right. Uh, come on. Doesn't doesn't show me how many episodes there will be. What are you looking for? You should go on IMDb always. Okay. That's the best. But, I mean, anyway, um, something I did like about the episode. Uh-huh. It's telling that there's this silence, by the way. Yeah, this episode was just a little, um, I don't want to say disappointing, but um, it, it's just like this episode... 
in this episode, stuff happened. And it wasn't that... Um, didn't really make an impression on my memory so much that I have, like, a favorite scene or a favorite, right. you know, something like that. But I, th- I think also one of the things that maybe we can address is how Rick talked about um, Shane and Judith not being his. Oh, Which was yeah. kind of... Kind that of, was probably the coolest thing. Yeah. Most interesting. Most interesting part of the episode. Um. Yeah, Rick is Rick is really wise. We were talking about this last night. But. Sorry, uh, I'm just thinking about Rick looking at uh, his daughter and just <laughs> Shane's head, his bald Shane's head, bald head, yeah, and rubbing it. It's like all I see is is Shane's bald head. But no, yeah, yeah that's sorry, pretty, interrupted you. No, it's okay. I was just talking about how. Rick is really wise, and he always seems to have the answer. We do, we, we do agree. He is so wise. And um, some people, including some reviewers, mm-hmm. um, I read a review, I think on Forbes, and um, the person, the author was saying, Rick is not a good leader, and Spencer, who's complaining about Rick, is correct. But I think that's way off. I think. Yeah, I do too. I, I think right. Rick, I mean, he really thinks about these decisions. Yeah. And I think leaders like, yeah, the governor leadership. and the leaders that we've encountered so far mm-hmm. really act on impulse and act on um, emotion, emotion, and, and mostly like fear—the fact that they they rule their people with people with fear. Yeah, and Rick doesn't do that. Like you can tell his his you know his group like they really love each other. It yeah. really hurts when they lose someone. I never felt that with like the governor or, I mean, fucking terminus was crazy. But we also never properly, mm, properly sure. develop the the group, uh, any any other groups. Right. Like we've characterized, humanized, and developed the governor. But I mean, yeah, it seemed like he had no connection. Like he killed all like, his own people. Yeah, yeah, and the governor and his okay, so his, yeah, like minion guy. That was such a weird relationship. The Hispanic guy. Mm. Who took over. Oh, no, no, no. The one with the glasses. Oh, the one who was, that was weird, yeah. Yeah, he was really weird, and they just had a weird relationship. The governor with his zombie daughter, mm-hmm. he seemed like he was just a, an emotional wreck because of... Yeah, that was insane. You know, so... And I think Rick... I mean, throughout throughout the entire series, he's shown... Yeah, Rick... Really bold... I mean, leadership... Decision-making. Leadership is extremely difficult, and I think a lot of people, including this one um, reviewer that I was reading, criticizing uh, criticizing Rick and his leadership and saying, like, yeah, he has made mistakes. I mean, come on. Of course. I mean, no one's... Uh, Everyone it, makes mistakes. Especially in, in this brand new zombie world. How are you supposed to know yeah. what mistake not to make? I mean, you know? do you know how many mistakes... Okay, th- this is a little bit of an assumption, but uh, how many mistakes <laughs> are made like in war? Like yeah. when you're when you're responsible for men's lives and you're a leader and you, everyone's lives are on the line, and really a lot of mistakes are made. It's very very difficult to lead. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to lead effectively to inspire people, right. to inspire loyalty, to recognize talent, and to do all of that when your lives are on the line every single day. When when pretty much er, there's like. Six billion creatures on the planet who want to eat you. Now. Yeah, yeah. There, there's danger it's looming so in every corner. And not Whether just six billion dead people, but also but another. People who are alive. 
yeah. another another 977 uh, million. Who, yeah, <laughs> 999 million Gosh, who want to kill you. It'd be so interesting to see how many people have survived. Yeah, that's what I think. Walking Dead is missing. I think they're missing this chance to step back and mm-hmm. and see like like a, from a macro perspective. Okay, we started out with the governor. Yeah, and and these kind of fake leaders, right? So these fake leaders. Yeah, they had everything, but it was it was all a uh, house of cards. Uh-huh. And when the real when the real rea- when the reality set in, mm-hmm. it collapsed. And then we're progressing downward, downward, downward into sort of anarchy. But then the leaders that are remaining after all of this, after years, how many years has it been? Five? No, I think it's maybe it's been like two, three years. Two. But so after that, from the governor, this fake leader. All the way down to Negan. Negan is like primal. He's the kind of leader who is meant for this world. Right. And I think they're missing the chance to step back and really highlight like this is what groups used to be. Groups used to be like your friend and your your family. Yeah, whoever was close to you. Whoever was moment. close to you, and then ninety nine percent of them dead. And then it was the strong leaders. Yeah. And then it was those people. And then now it's just like. The cruel psychopaths. Yeah. Those are the people who are able to live in this world. And you know, the the serfdoms mm-hmm. of the saviors, the communities the saviors are collecting from, they're they're going to die eventually. Mm-hmm. Like uh yeah. maybe not super fast, but they're they're being drawn from. Their blood is being drawn and they are going to die. And that means they're those leaders, they are going extinct. I mean, wouldn't the wouldn't the obvious thing be to eventually absorb them and find a, a new surf, or just continue to grow outwards? I mean, I really oh, don't I know see, how that I works. See. So, because Negan, it's in Negan's interest to have as many serfdoms as possible. Yeah. No, I just think that I don't know. I, I think that it's not uh, stable, and it's not. Like, you know, yeah. what's that word I'm looking for? It's just not feasible? That- it's, not, it's not sustainable. Yeah. Um, and especially because it takes a mental toll, mm-hmm. especially because the saviors are so uh, harassing. They're so, yeah, so, just uh, so just, uh, just emotionless to me. Yeah, emotionless, but they for for no reason they make fun of or pick on the little girl Eden, Edith. Enid. Another thing that I want to mention mention actually was how Negan leaves them without any weapons. Sure. And he's expecting them to come back with with stuff. I mean, they can't even go out and defend themselves. Right. How are they supposed to? You know. They can't hunt. They can't hunt. I mean, hunting with bow and arrow is incredibly difficult, also. Yeah, we we just found out that Michonne doesn't really have good aim with a gun. Really? Yeah, that that was the whole point. She's like practicing. <laughs> Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cause she only used the katana. Yeah. Right. I'm surprised they didn't take that. That's just like her. It's glued to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're they're reverting to swords now, I guess. Yeah, but it's really interesting. Um, oh, scavenging. That's that's how they're going to get food. They're supposed to scavenge. Like, I they mean, go into towns and... Yeah, but you scavenge with guns and knives and, and yeah, weapons. Yeah, knives, knives. They have knives. They still have knives? 
Yeah, they didn't take any of the knives. Only guns. Only guns. Okay. Yeah, only guns. Also, they had so many... Oh, never mind. What? I was gonna. I was gonna talk about. They had so many guns. And say, don't and say. Armory. Never mind. Yeah. Off air, teasing <laughs> but but they had a, a, a large number of weapons in the armory. It's kind of such a blow for it all to be gone. It's it's a huge blow. Devastating. Yeah, and and Michonne and um, Rosita, they were upset. Rosita. They were upset that Rick hadn't stashed. Or at least Michonne was. Rick hadn't stashed some weapons. Yeah. Um, Rick's Rick's rationale is, I mean, okay, so we keep some, and does that mean we need to be on lookout at all times? Like, what if they come unannounced and they see us with the gun? Yeah, so right. We're, exactly. Someone's gonna die, or we're hunting. I mean, we're using the gun. Obviously, if we're keeping the gun, we need to use it. And they see us using it. They even hear a gunshot. Mm-hmm. Um. Or it's just to him, it's not worth the risk of, of you know, having to constantly think about right. what if, the what ifs. Right. Or if, uh, for example, if they don't use it at all, if they just bury it completely and kind of cook the books of the, the accounting of the guns, so they don't use use them, they just bury them, but then, like, some people know Yeah, and it's, a, it's and, a, like a, someone can be like a loose cannon. Develop. Yeah, exactly. Factions develop. Some people want to fight back, and then they do fight back, and everyone gets killed. It, I mean, also that, I, I think, yeah, like Rick said, you know, he thought about burying, or burying, um, burying, 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 <laughs> like a, a bag of guns, and not touching it for years, right? Sure, yeah. You know? I think I think he could have done that as a leader, take that into his own hands, oh, not tell anyone, he... and burn the books. The books should have been burned. Also, that girl was not Olivia's terrible like keeper of of things. Why she had things missing and she didn't even know. I mean, oh, I and see. like the books, you know, she she has them, but what is she doing? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean. It's hard to find, like, a good accountant for an accounting firm. Like, it's not that difficult, but obviously you need to go through relatively rigorous interview. Um, <laughs> and you, I'm, obviously you need to get, like, certified. You need to take exams. This is just a bunch of random people. And they're like, here, you're now an accountant for guns. So, I mean, yeah, everyone's making mistakes. Yeah, yeah, everyone's I think that's pretty mistakes. realistic. Yeah. And I don't think anyone can, I mean... Rick is like definitely top talent. <laughs> I think Rick should have should have had one of his own people do that though. I think I think um, his own people can't be doing everything though. Then why 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 do we even have Alexandria? It should just be the show should be called Rick's Group and, <laughs> and they just kill everyone and that's it. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's yeah, a, some for sure, for, for, of course. But um. So anything else that you liked about this episode? That I liked about this episode? Not really. Spencer's still... <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Spencer's still annoying. Him and his brother, and I guess his dad was okay, his mom was okay, but it seemed like a, a really annoying family. Mm-hmm. He continues to be annoying. Who else? Rosita, she was all right. Oh, what's that guy's name? The guy who was looking over Daryl. 
fucking oh, oh, oh Dwight. Dwight. I keep thinking of Dwight Schrute in the <laughs> office. Okay. Dwight. That's funny. Dwight. Uh, he's so annoying, Dwight. I mean, this is a man who, who has, like, been defeated, and all he has left is these people to bully. He, he's going to take every chance he gets. Right. Yeah, he's terrible. I hate him. I mean, he's physically and emotionally scarred by Negan. The yeah. The burn is from Negan. Yeah. Yeah. The iron, they called it. The iron. He got the iron for, what, for what escaping. What does that mean? Like, it looks, it looks like... Um, oil burn. Yeah, yeah, it looks like his face was dipped in oil. Yeah. But the iron, that that's like a yeah, brand, yeah. right? I have no idea. Like, what I do mean, you do, just like rub it all on his face? Oh, God, that seems sounds so painful. I don't know. Um, painful and also you look in the mirror and you're like every time you look in the mirror for the rest of your life you're like this asshole just I mean apparently apparently not Negan likes to flaunt the fact that he can bully and abuse people and still has you know their um, he still has their loyalty or approval or whatever he said that about like the women widows you'd be surprised how, how much they come back and Dwight he belittles Dwight uh, and well, well, that's just that's, that's just being manipulative. I think no, that that's also with the widows. I mean, you're presented so. I mean, your your husband is already dead. I'm obviously by definition you're a widow, and here's the leader, this powerful guy who calls all the shots. So I mean, yeah, if I'm a, I'm a widow, I'd be like, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> this is a better life than being yeah, yeah, thrown yeah. to the dogs and getting like raped by his underlings. I'd rather just be his wife. That's a good deal, actually. I mean, yeah, it's sad. I mean, just think about the fact... Uh, the assumption is that Negan is the reason she's a widow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course not. I mean, it just sucks. It's, like, really sad. It's... I, I think it's no way to live. But, yeah. I mean, whatever. Sure, you have a point. Some people would think that way. Others wouldn't. Right. What else? Anything that you liked about this episode? Um, well, I mean, I liked the acknowledgement of judith judith yeah i mean we all we all kind of knew it yeah we knew i just it was interesting to just see him hear him acknowledge it right i mean in i think it was a review they said it's not like they have paternity tests at hand you you can just know yeah why not Hmm? why not they have medicine do paternity tests expire Oh, I mean, oh, oh, it's, it's not like a pregnancy test. Like yeah. <laughs> Can't you, you just... You need to draw blood. You just, like, draw blood from Judith and draw blood from him and then just put the drops of blood on a little test and see, like, I don't know. <laughs> Does <laughs> no, it really require a lab? I don't think so. DNA thing? Yeah, I, I guess think... it's DNA. Think, yeah, it's like you have to put it through a machine. You can't just look at it. I don't think it's blood. It's saliva. Saliva or blood. Saliva or blood. Interesting. Okay, well, other than that, I did think it was interesting the dynamic between, or like that, the dynamic that having uh, Daryl tag along generated. Yeah. And like Daryl imprisoned and interacting with Rick and his group. Um, I did, I do think that they just told Daryl, like, if you speak, like, we're going to kill you. Like, we're going to chop your foot off or something. Like, yeah. before we go out. Like, yeah, we're going to ask you to speak. 
but don't speak. <laughs> like, kind of like that. Yeah, like, we're, we're going to know Rick is going to ask for you back. Don't, yeah. Don't say anything. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm sure he knows. Like, when they say, it's, I don't think it's, like, he's that broken. I think he's kind of, yeah, like, smart. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I know. Right, sure. I'll just do what I have to now so that later I can survive and leave this. Right. And, like, I'm sure, I'm sure Negan's done that to plenty of other groups. Mm-hmm. You know, and he knows what goes down. Right. When you have someone's, like, group member with you yeah. as a slave. So, Negan, by the way, Negan kills one person from every group just to start. I think so. And then from there, anytime there's an offense, he just kills. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Great management style. I mean, yeah, it's not like lives are just easy to come by right. nowadays. Yeah, it's also like every life, like how much productive value does that have? Yeah. Well, like a good amount, mm-hmm. especially For to sure. Negan. An adult, I mean, a, a, maybe not a healthy adult, but, mm-hmm. you know, a, a full-grown adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one more remark I have, one last remark I think for me. Sure. And then I'm all out of ideas. Uh, is... In addition to the stepping back and highlighting, really highlighting the descent of society, the descent into chaos and into like psychopathic leaders, uh-huh. really highlighting that um, and how fast that's happened. In addition to that, I think they're really missing out on the, um, the chance to kind of write like or cr- it's hard to say, but kind of create an environment where it's like 1985. Like make it like a 1985. Or is it 19, 1984? George Orwell's Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I kind of make, make the story kind of like that for a little bit. Because we've had the apocalypse thing, mm-hmm. and that's really cool. But now we have a chance to, to be like uh, they're living under... An iron fist rule, dystopian. Dystopian. Yeah, iron fisted rule, and they don't have freedom, and all like the questions that presents, and like, like in nineteen eighty four, it was so interesting how there was like this resistance, you know, yeah, and then like it it ended up being like the resistance was planted by the authority. I was crazy, and like always watching. I think they can totally do some more stuff, like with that, like with the prison that Mm -hmm. Daryl was in. Like, that was cool, but um, it was a little repetitive and honestly boring. And I think they could just do way more with that. These are really heavy themes. Yeah. Really heavy, emotional, uh, really elaborate themes that they can draw on. And they're not really doing them justice. Yeah, I, I think I think the reason... I don't know why. I really don't. I, I really would love them to just explore different, like, different overall themes and topics. But I feel like maybe they don't want to lose anybody to to moving in a, in a certain direction that doesn't fall in line with their, you know, introducing a villain and doing that for a whole season. Right. Act. Also, like, Negan is going to be around for the next whole season, season eight even. Oh, okay. That's what I've heard. I mean, he's still around the, in the comic books. Spoiler oh, oh I think we talked about that. Yes, yeah, sorry, spoiler alert. But um, another thing that I want to talk about um, was kind of went with your 1984 theme. Just 
escaped me. <laughs> okay. I, I think we should probably Sorry. wrap up anyway. We're kind of rambling on. Right, right. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it. It's kind of like, it's kind of like The Walking Dead and the people who produce it mm-hmm. are like politicians. It's like Congress and everyone's like, why are you filling this episode with just crap <laughs> and filler? Change. We want change. Yeah. Like, don't, like, this is ridiculous. And then like, but nothing's going to happen because we're all watching it. Yeah. It's kind of like the same thing. Pretty much. Oh, oh, I remember what Say I was going to talk be. about. Okay. You know, you know, like, the theory that Enid is a plant? She was, like, planted by... Okay, the theory that Enid is plant... Not a plant, but, like, a double agent. Sure, a double on agent. On behalf of the saviors. Yeah. Because she's not a plant. She was already there before the <laughs> saviors. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they, thought, they thought she was reading the W's, but... I definitely think I I read somewhere that she was the one who poisoned Maggie's food. Yeah, I read that too. To poisoned get them Maggie's to go to get them to go out of Alexandria yeah. and then get caught. I thought that was pretty interesting. But the, the ramifications of that are so just boring. I yeah. mean, so who cares? Like, so what is Enid some genius <laughs> mastermind, or is she still just some dumb? angsty kid but she happens to be a double agent and like i mean we haven't i mean they must be they must be holding something over her yeah but even if they are like i don't know who cares like enid i mean no one likes her yeah no one likes her i mean i mean like it's it's kind of a sweeping statement but i mean why why does anyone care about her it's just carl like had a thing for her right yeah so unless they're transitioning into like carl's story and then how Carl's relationship with Negan. And, like, maybe mm. Enid is, like... So Enid's a double agent. And she is actually, like... Oh, like, she lives with them. Mm-hmm. So she becomes, like, an open double agent. So they find out she is a double agent. Oh. And then now she's, like, the hall monitor for Negan. Oh, and then kind of that... So Carl can interact with Negan through her. Oh. Like, not directly, but... Yeah, yeah. There's... There's some relationship between Carl and Negan in the comic books. Right, right. That Daryl is actually taking place of in the show. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because Negan, like, sees how feisty Carl is and he actually really likes it. Right. And he, I think Negan takes Carl instead of Daryl in the comic books. I'm not super Interesting. Sure but that's why I'm saying, like, maybe they're transitioning. But otherwise, I don't just, I don't really see the ramifications <laughs> otherwise. Like, yeah, who knows? Uh, that's the thing. I don't know. I mean, television is a bunch of seeds. It's a garden. And you need to plant <laughs> seeds and purposefully. And then you need to reap them also. Uh-huh. But, like, part, so part of being a good show is reaping the seeds, reaping the plants right. when appropriate, but also planting the seeds. And we're kind of, like, we're kind of saying, why don't they reap more of the harvest, reap more of the plants, like, have more action and stuff, but they haven't planted anything. Yeah, they really, yeah. There's nothing, there's no tension. No tension. This this character development is, like, just really boring and bad. The kingdom, honestly, I would have forgotten about the kingdom, like, next week if we didn't do this. I mean, it's just, it's just really has, I don't know, just has not captivated me the way it had previously. 
Right. And I don't think it will. You know. Yeah. What's left? (laughs) (laughs) Really? Is this... Because, like, people who listen to this, they they like Walking Dead, right? I guess. I mean, there are critics who, I mean, are really critical of Walking Dead, and people read the reviews. Right, right. But that's, like, a five-minute time commitment. I think... 30 minutes. You know... People who who seek out this want to hear different opinions. Want to maybe hear their own opinion, opinions validated. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're like, everyone likes this show, but I think it's really bad. Like, am I the only one? Yeah, but in that case, you don't want to listen to dedicate <laughs> an hour of your time to it, like listening to a podcast or something. I don't know. I mean, I think like I I used to do this. I I did like the show, but I also. Yeah, I, I thought it was so flawed, and um, and I listened to this other Walking Dead podcast, and I would like when they would just kind of criticize it. I'd be like, yes, I'm yeah, yeah. That. See, like that's like what we just said. Right. Kind of when someone validates, you like point out this, and they're right. like, yeah, like exactly. But there has to be some interest in Walking Dead to start off. Yeah, you can't yeah. just be like, oh, this show's. <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> um, but also when when they criticize. They fill in the rest of the episode with, like, comic book stuff and oh, lore okay. um, and, like, I think reader questions and reader input. So it's not all – like, if the episode is bad, then they can smush, yeah. you know. The, the criticism. The, crit- the amount they're talking about the episode and add more of the good stuff, right. which is what we should do. Yeah, for sure. So uh, please, please write in. Actually, we're, I'm begging you. <laughs> we're <I'm>, desperate <laughs> we're at this desperate. point. <laughs> um, actually, guaranteed, if you, uh, if you, you can message us, you can email us. Well, we don't have Facebook right now. Yeah, we don't have Facebook. But email us. If you email us, we guarantee we will respond to you. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we will, not just that, but we guarantee any response we get, we will address it mention on the show we will mention on the show don't you want that it's like we're we're a startup we're offering you 60 percent <laughs> equity for a dollar you if you get in on the ground floor you can really make a lot of money um so anyway email us at it's deadheadspodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. yeah and i think our twitter handle is like deadheadspod deadheadspod right <laughs> Deadheads Pod. Which I think Deadheads Pod. Yeah. At Deadheads Pod. So that's it for this week. Yeah, that's it for this week. And we'll see you next week. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll keep our fingers crossed that next week is a good episode filled with good, juicy, lots of things to talk about. Yes, pray to the Walking Dead gods. <laughs> okay, see you next Bye. week. Bye.